Today, we're looking at the next in our series on Galatians 5, Be Full of Gentleness. So, Galatians 5, 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So we're nearly at the end of our list of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us these fruit as a gift. And the fruit we then have the opportunity to work on and see flourish in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is a spontaneous work of the Holy Spirit in us. So then the Holy Spirit produces these character traits, like gentleness, that are found in the nature of Christ. Which is why each week we've been looking at these words through the lens of Jesus. They are the positive byproducts of giving our lives fully to the control of Jesus. And as we give our life more and more, as more areas of our lives come under Jesus' control, then we give more room for that fruit within us to grow. We can't get these fruits by just putting in lots of hard work. You can't become the most gentle person in the world all on your own. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. And for the spirit to grow in us, we need to be bonded to Jesus. We need to know him, we need to love him, and we need to be imitators of him. As the fruit grows, then we're more able to live out the lives of love that Jesus has commanded us to live. Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, strength and understanding and loving our neighbours and ourselves. So, gentleness. How do we see gentleness as a character trait of Jesus? In Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. For anyone who doesn't know what the original uh, meaning of the word yoke was, it's this bit in the middle. It kind of links two big beasts of burden together and helps them to pull in the same direction, 
It's a way of directing and guiding the animals. I just figured it's a difficult world. I'd flag it up. But the part of the scripture we're looking at is the fact that Jesus describes himself as gentle and humble of heart. And I'm going to be really honest. Those words, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, have always grated a little bit with me. Because I look at the Bible and I see Jesus and these words sound weak and passive And the Jesus I read about is anything but. As we read the Gospels, uh, we see at times Jesus was angry. In Mark 3, we read that Jesus went into the synagogue and there was a man there with a shriveled hand. Some religious leaders were there and at that time they were desperately trying to find a way to catch Jesus out to accuse him of something awful. So they were watching him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath, which was against their laws. And Jesus stands up to the man with the shriveled hand and says, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked the religious leader, so which is lawful to do on the Sabbath? Is it to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill And they remained silent. And Jesus looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. And it was completely restored. In fact, in many times through the Gospels, we see Jesus speak bluntly and boldly when he saw the false wisdom and hypocrisy of the religious leaders. He made a whip of small cords and drove those who were turning the house of God into a den of thieves, (laughs) where people were being denied their rightful access to God. And he strongly and firmly exposes the foolish and blind ways of the Pharisees, where they had tainted and corrupted the gospel the grace of God in his day. So, we have what we think of gentleness and we have Jesus. How do these words come together? So, it takes us, as in all of the studies over these last little while, to the Greek. (laughs) Prates, probably, is how you say that. It indicates a submissive, Obedient submissiveness, an ability to submit to God and to his will. Which is obviously where we find Jesus saying, I am gentle and humble of heart. Those two things, gentleness and humility, go hand in hand. Can also be translated as a humble and gentle attitude or depth of character. That expresses itself in particular in a patientness. Patient? No, that's not the right word. In a patience or submitting to being offended. To choose not to react to humiliation or being put down. A gentle person is free from malice, from anger and the desire for revenge. And it's the ability to bear the disapproval 
the criticism, the reproaches, the slights of other people without bitterness and resentment. So gentleness is not a a difficult word, is it? We are all full of all these character traits all the time. It's also the ability to provide a smoothing influence on someone who's in a state of anger or bitterness and resentment against life. Gentleness, therefore, is seen in those who with unwavering faith and enduring patience have a gentle attitude and are kind towards others, often in the face of opposition. In uh, classical, non-biblical Greek, the word praus, which is also translated as gentleness, is, its translation is of somebody who has tamed a wild horse. So gentleness is like all this power under control within us. And we see in Jesus, don't we? Jesus was fully God and fully human. He felt everything we feel, experienced everything we experience in our inner lives. And his life was hard. Scripture tells us that the universe came into being through him. He was capable of anything and everything. And yet he chose to walk a path that was gentle and humble. He submitted himself totally to the Father and to the path set before him that led him to the cross. And in all his dealings with people, he was gentle and he was kind. His anger was reserved for people who should have been looking after his people. But instead had caused systems and powers and control that kept people away from God rather than drew them towards him. Gentleness is a strength of character. A gentle person exudes a quiet confidence. And it's this confidence that comes from being okay with who you are and who you are in God. And It's a confidence that is often overlooked. Many in society today would view gentleness as weakness. But our translation would suggest it is anything other than weak. Because it takes great (laughs) self-control to be gentle in many situations. To disregard our natural desire to lash out because of our negative thoughts or feelings and submit ourselves to the will of God. Gentleness is strength under control. It's not governed by emotions. It does not overreact. And a gentle and humble person knows who they are in God and makes the choice to deal with people kindly, with humility and consideration. Gentleness is a gift of the spirit that we need to fan into flame within us. In Timothy, we're encouraged to pursue it. But you, man or woman of God, flee from this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness. And as Christians who are those called to be drawn to be like Christ... 
Surely if Jesus says he is gentle and humble, then we are supposed to be gentle and humble too. Paul in Ephesians tells us, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. The world we live in values power. God does not. Jesus, the one figure in history who did have the power to crush the world and people under his feet, had he wished to do so, chose not to. And he's the supreme example of gentleness. Never do we see Christ use his power harshly, cruelly, or vindictively. There are, and there have been, many men of power through history. Empires are built through violence and control and are lost again in war and in pain. Uh, Something I read recalls that no, meant that one. That one. <laughs> uh, this is Napoleon in his later days. Doesn't look very happy. Apparently, when he was on the rock of St. Helena near to the end, when he was older, he said gloomily to one of his attendants, My empire has passed away because it rested upon force. But the empire of Jesus lasts still. And will last forever because it is based on love. Gentleness is completely countercultural. We live in a world where power is valued, where the world tells us we must stand up for our rights and sue anyone who hurts us. A world where the poor are looked down on, where people are fighting for status. But the truth is, might is not right. And as Napoleon rightly said, everything won with power and force will pass away. But that which Jesus won for us, as we saw in the kids' video, as Jesus won for us on the cross, that act of submission for God that allowed man and God to come together again, out of his great love and compassion, that will last forever. Jesus did not say, "Uh, learn from me because I'm intense. Learn from me, I'm overbearing. Learn from me, I'm intimidating. Or learn from me because I'm manipulative. He said, learn from me because I am gentle and you will find rest for your souls. We need to pursue gentleness. (laughs) As I said, the fruit of the Spirit is a gift to us. But we need to be continually asking for this area of it, for gentleness, to see it grow in us so that we can be different and love the world kindly, gently. It's like the gift, the fruit of the Spirit comes to us in a box with a beautiful bow on top, isn't it? And sometimes we can leave the beautiful gift because it looks so pretty. But actually God wants us to unpackage it, to live it, to love out of our heart of gentleness and see it grow. Jesus was gentle with people and handled them with care. 
Jesus was moved with compassion for people who were bullied, downtrodden, oppressed. People who were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That's why people were drawn to him. Lepers who most people would not even acknowledge, Jesus would gently touch. Little children who the disciples would shoo away were welcomed into Jesus' arms gently. And a woman caught in adultery whom the Pharisees wanted to stone to death, Jesus gently said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. This is how we should be. Taking the power that we could have over people and submitting it to God. Especially the power of our words. Scripture tells us that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. And gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. How often are our words a tree of life? How often do they stir up anger? We need to have that power under control and ask the Holy Spirit to grow the fruit of gentleness in us to choose a better way. To choose to be like Jesus, slow to anger, abounding in love, gracious, compassionate, and kind. Gentleness is about knowing who you are in God and letting that be enough. And as the Holy Spirit grows in us, we're able to choose to not get angry with people, but instead to walk a path of love which comes out as a gentle look, a gentle word, a gentle touch. As gentleness grows in us, we will choose not to have the last word or to reach for that cutting remark or to put people down or criticize or bite back. We won't look to control or manipulate and we won't ever look for revenge. We will choose to walk lightly in this world. Our gentleness doesn't stop us being angry with systems and organizations and injustice like Jesus was. But it does help us to love our neighbor as ourself. As we are called to do. Can I invite the band back up on stage? I'm going to, um, to end with prayer, as I always do. Um, the prayer will be in two halves. I, I want us to actually stand and, and think about ourselves. We, we don't often do prayers of repentance on a Sunday morning, but actually there's not one of us in this room who has never said an unkind word or had an unkind thought, or criticized, or put someone down. That's human nature. And to make room for the Holy Spirit in us, we need to say sorry and get rid of the negative stuff that we have done. So I'm going to ask us in a second to stand. And as a symbol of to God that we wish to get rid of all the negative stuff that we have said, thought, done. I'm going to ask us to place our palms down, And then as the prayer continues, I'm going to ask us to 
open up our hands to receive more of the Holy Spirit in the form of gentleness today that we might love our world better. So if we can stand together. And if we put our hands out in front of us. Lord Jesus, we are sorry for the times when we have spoken, thought, or behaved in ways that have not been gentle or kind. We ask, Lord God, that you would forgive us for our anger. The times when we've had to have the last word. When we've hurt others with a cutting remark. When we've put others down and criticized them to their face or behind their back. Forgive us the times that we have controlled or manipulated others and sought revenge when we felt hurt. Lord, forgive us, we pray. And as we turn our hands over, Lord, we ask for a new infilling of your spirit, more of the gift of gentleness. We submit to you. Create in us humble and gentle hearts attitudes, a depth of character which is able to let go of all offense, to choose not to react to humiliation or being put down. We choose, Lord God, to be a gentle people, free from anger and the desire from revenge. Please give us the ability to bear disapproval and slights without bitterness or resentment. Lord, control We give you control of the strength within us. And we choose your yoke, which is easy and light, which directs us in the right way to go. Help us, Lord God, to love our neighbor well with gentle acts of kindness and love. May we be a soothing influence on those who are angry or hold bitterness or resentment against life and this world. Lord, may our gentle words be a tree of life and goodness to all we encounter for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen.